Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa. This is the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas, and especially at the moment, what African teams are doing ahead of the World Cup. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe. And I'm Solomon Izanga Shams in Johannesburg, South Africa. Well, today, with the World Cup less than two weeks away, we assess the chances of Cameroon and Ghana. Cameroon have a great history, but do they have the players to get them out of a tricky group? And Ghana have the quality, but they're in the toughest group of all the African teams. Well, I think you'd have to say that Ghana really are in the group of death. You know, according to the FIFA World Rankings, Germany are the second best team in the world and Portugal the third best. Plus, we find out more about the Maracanã Stadium in Rio, where the World Cup final will be played, and we learn about its environmentally friendly reconstruction. For example, the seats of the previous Maracanã, the, all the seats were brought over to other stadiums, smaller stadiums, so all the seats were uh, reused. So that's all coming up here on Planet Sport Football Africa. And the 2014 FIFA World Cup finals in Brazil are getting ever closer. After next week's show, the Planet Sport Football Africa team will be heading off to Rio for the World Cup and all of our shows will come from Rio during the tournament. So we're looking forward to that. Well, let's take a look now at Cameroon's chances. Cameroon have plenty of warm-up friendlies before they take on Mexico, Croatia and the host Brazil in Group A at the World Cup. Last Monday, the Indomitable Lions beat Macedonia 2-0 in Austria, with Samuel Eto'o rested as he has a knee problem. Vincent Aboubacar scored 16 goals in France with Lorient this past season. He looks like a key player for Cameroon. But Solomon, do you think that Cameroon have a strong enough squad to get to the second round? Steve, I really don't see Cameroon really getting out of uh, that group A. Cameroon has not done enough for me. I think they're just going to be a part of it and just participate. They don't have enough squad. It's a squad that is strong. Um, There's a bit of lack of inexperience in the squad. There are young players, uh, the defender being inexperienced. There's uh, a few players like uh, Eno Ayong, who's been there for some time. Alex Song, Yebo is also there. Idrisu is also there. Uh, Olinga. And of course, there is the captain, uh, Samuel Eto, who has been there for quite a while. But at his age, you know, I think he's gradually slowing down. Uh, The squad for me is not really strong enough to get into the second round. I don't see how they're gonna you know uh, finish that group ahead of either mexico or even croatia and uh, jose brazil for me are the team to beat in that group so definitely cameroon the lions of cameroon really need to uh prepare well but just go in there hoping for the best but i think the best for them at the world cup in brazil is not going to be good enough uh, because they don't really have the squad over the years they've had a lot of infighting and couldn't qualify for the 2013 africa cup of nations uh, which of course was a big blow for Cameroon's uh, football knowing uh, Cameroon and where they're coming from it's really going to be very difficult for them there's a lot of inexperiences again and I don't see them getting into uh, the second round and Cameroon made Africa proud by reaching the quarterfinals back in 1990 but they've had many chances since then at the World Cup haven't they and they've been generally disappointing 
Yes, sure. Cameroon has been really disappointing since 1990 when that team led by the great uh, Roger Miller and players like uh, Makanaki, Oman Biyik uh, and his uh, brother Andre Biyik uh, right there and Thomas Nkono uh, right there, the goalkeeper and Tony Bell. They've really not been able to build on that, you know, getting into that quarterfinals, the first African team to do so. They've been to other World Cups and they were out in South Africa in 2010. Very, very disappointing. Didn't do well. And I think Cameroon has lost that spirit of, of fighting, of going in there and fighting for the, for the country, fighting for each other. And uh, it's really been disappointing for me, for Cameroon not being able to, to build on that. They've been very disappointing. And I'm and I do hope that, you know, this World Cup would be a huge lesson for Cameroon, uh, not just the football players, but also the football administrators, that they could look at it and, and see how they can really uh, get back on track again. Because Cameroon has the talent and they have what it takes to be able to go out there and do better. Well, stay with us, Solomon. So, Solomon, not very hopeful as far as Cameroon are concerned. Our European football expert, Stuart Weir, is with us in the UK. Now, Stuart, we would expect Cameroon to lose to Brazil, so the key games will be against Croatia and Mexico for Cameroon. So how would you assess those two teams? Well, I mean, if you look at the FIFA rankings, uh, Cameroon are way down at, at number 50 compared to 19 and 20 for Mexico and Croatia. But, you know, I think Cameroon have got a, a better chance uh, th- than the rankings suggest. Uh, I mean, looking at Croatia, they've obviously got Luka Modric, uh, excellent world-class player. Um, but they've just lost three players in the squad, including Nico Kranchar. You know, 81 caps, 16 goals for the team. Uh, they've also lost a highly experienced uh, Ivan Strinic, a man with over 30 caps. So I think, you know, to lose three players just before the start of the World Cup, it's going to be tough. And, you know, Croatia don't have a great World Cup pedigree. Um, 2002-2006, they went out of the group stage, didn't qualify last time. I think Cameroon uh, can beat them. And, you know, Mexico, I suppose you could say, have the advantage of a Latin American World Cup. But, you know, other than Chicharito or Javier Hernandez of Manchester United, they don't have any real world-class players. And, of course, Cameroon have got uh, Samuel Eto. If Samuel Eto can get on the end of a cross, perhaps they can do it. Um, I think that Cameroon have as good a chance as they've had of getting through to the uh, knockout stage. Uh, and, of course, those of us who are old enough can remember the amazing scenes in 1990 uh, when Roger Miller took uh, Cameroon almost into the semi-final, one might say. Well, simply unforgettable. The Cameroon losing to England in the quarter-finals was one of the most exciting World Cup games I've ever seen. So Stuart giving some cause for optimism for Cameroon and disagreeing with Solomon. Well, this is Planet Sport Football Africa, and we'll talk about the Black Stars of Ghana shortly. But before that, let's find out a bit more about the Maracanã Stadium in Rio, where the World Cup final will be played on the 13th of July. It's a world-famous stadium, particularly as over 200,000 people attended the World Cup final there in 1950. The stadium's been renovated several times since then. It now seats around 80,000. And Planet Sport Football Africa's Adrian Barnard went on a tour of the Maracanã a few months ago. And the tour guide told Adrian about the environmentally friendly reconstruction. As you can see here, this is a good point to see like a bit of the structure of the new Maracanã. 
which like pretty much follow the regulations of the modernity and safety. So as you can see, we've got like wheelchair wheelchair zones. You've got these things here, you know, for blind people to step so they can feel where they can go, where they cannot go. You also got bigger seats, as you can see down there. This is for, um, you know... Larger large, spectators. Larger spectators, exactly. 75% of everything that's been trashed of the old stadium is being reused. You know, some of it in the construction of the new Maracanã, and some of it was, it was brought to other public constructions as well, and also for, you know, smaller stadiums and, for example, the seats of the previous Maracanã, the, all the seats were brought over to other stadiums, smaller stadiums. So all the seats were uh, reused. All the rain, you know, drains out over there and go to uh, two big reservatories underground and where they can use this water, non-potable, but only for irrigation of the pitch and also uh, the toilets, you know, and all this kind of thing. So you can see the solar plates as well, the solar panels all around. That's it. Well, that's very impressive. An environmentally friendly stadium, the Maracanã in Rio. And we'll be there in Rio for the World Cup in June and July. Now to our Facebook page. And last week we asked you if you think that Louis van Gaal is the right man to do the job at Manchester United. Van Gaal will take over at Old Trafford after his World Cup duties with the Netherlands and he'll become the first foreign coach of Man United. Well, Adama Baji says, yes, of course, he is the right man for the moment. Botto Sengori says, without doubt, Van Gaal is the right man. He's highly experienced and it's a timely appointment. Mombadou Jana said, yes, Van Hull has all the credentials to take Man United back to the glory days. And Norman says, well, who can tell? If the players and the coach are willing to learn from each other, then we're in for a good time as Man United fans. But I hope that not too many foreign players are brought in and that youngsters from the academy will get a chance. Thanks for those comments. This week we're asking for your views on the chances of Cameroon and Ghana at the World Cup. How far do you think they will get? Well, Stuart thinks Cameroon can progress from the group, but Solomon Ashamas has been disagreeing on the show, saying the Indomitable Lions don't have a strong enough squad. What do you think? Give us your thoughts on our Facebook page. That's Planet Sport Football Africa. That's all one word, Planet Sport Football Africa. And don't forget to like the page as well. Well, let's now scrutinise the situation for Ghana. Before the draw, Solomon had been saying that the Black Stars looked to be the strongest of all the African teams. Remember how they demolished Egypt 6-1 in the playoffs. But it's an extremely tough group with Germany, Portugal and the USA. Ghana did beat the USA in the second round back in 2010, so there's some encouragement there. But Solomon, can you see the Black Stars surviving in this group? Well, Steve, I don't see Ghana really surviving out of this group. I think it's going to really going to be difficult for Ghana to survive. I, I don't see how Ghana is going to qualify out of this group. Uh, before the draws, I thought Ghana had the best uh, team to go out there and do well uh, with Nigeria, obviously. But with the group that Ghana, uh, you know, found itself is going to be extremely difficult for for Ghana to really go out there but at the same time I think it's a group that uh, Ghana would really uh, you know be up for the challenge and say look let's go out there uh, these are strong teams uh, that we have in our group but let's go out there and play and fight for each other and really uh, try to do the impossible because uh, for a lot of people it's just going to be impossible for Ghana to get out of that group uh, but I think Ghana if Ghana fights very well they might just have a chance of going out of that group. Yeah. 
Yeah, sure, they'll have to fight. So who do you see as the key players in the Ghana squad, Solomon? Well, if you look at the attack, I think the key player is always going to be Asamoa Jang, who plays for Al-Ian in the United Arab Emirates. He's still strong, though playing in the lower leagues, but he's still strong, banging in the goals when he require. And then there is the young Ayu Jordan, Jordan Ayu, that is the son of Abidi Pele, who plays uh, in France. In the midfield, there is uh, Suleiman Muntari and uh, Michael Essien from AC Milan. They're not just coming in with their skills, but they're also very, very experienced players, and you need that experience. And then there's Kevin Prince Aboateng, and there's also Andre Ayu, who has uh, been doing so well for Marseille. And I do hope that, uh, you know, he, they're going to be able to get the opportunity to do so well uh, in this group. So there's no doubt about the strength of the Ghana squad, but Solomon feeling it's a very tough task to get out of that group. Stuart Weir is still with us in the UK. Now, Stuart, are there any weaknesses as far as the Germany and the Portugal teams are concerned? Well, I think you'd have to say that Ghana really are in the group of death. You know, according to the FIFA World Rankings, Germany are the second best team in the world and Portugal the third best. Um, Germany will be desperately hard to beat. But, you know, uh, Germany were were beaten in the last World Cup uh, by Serbia, a game that everyone thought they, they should have won. So it can happen. Uh, Portugal, I think, are flattered by their world ranking of, of third. And... You know, it's Ronaldo is obviously a world-class player, but there are not that many others in the Portugal side. And if they can somehow find a way of shackling Ronaldo, and don't forget that Ronaldo was playing 120 minutes in a Champions League final at the end of May. So he, he won't have had a lot of time to rest before the World Cup. And, uh, you know, he's a player who has had a lot more successes, you might say, uh, for clubs, for Manchester United, for Real Madrid, than he has for Portugal. So uh, he's got a bit to prove. And I don't think that Portugal are unbeatable. And, of course, Ghana did beat the USA, the third team in their group, in the last World Cup. So they've, they've got that on their side. You know, I think that if Michael Essien and uh, Kevin prince Botang, for example, can be on the top of their game, that Ghana can certainly beat the USA and can give Portugal a pretty good run for their money. And who knows who might come out there in a, in a close game. Well, so maybe Ghana can get points from the USA and possibly from Portugal. So, Stuart, what's your final verdict then on Ghana's prospects? Um, I mean, I think Ghana did so well last time that everyone expects an awful lot of them uh, this time. Whether they could get to the quarterfinals, semifinals uh, this time... I'm not sure. I think it'll be desperately difficult to get out of that group, but I think they can just about do it. Well, let's hope so, and we wish all five African teams the very best in Brazil. Thanks so much to Stuart Weir and to Solomon Ashoms, and you can have your say on our Facebook page. Can Ghana escape from Group G, the group of death? Can Cameroon get out of Group A, given that Brazil are almost certain to take one of the two top spots in the group? Our Facebook page is Planet Sport Football Africa. That's all one word, Planet Sport Football Africa. Tell us what you think and don't forget to like the page too. Well, that's it for today from me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe, from Solomon Ashoms in South Africa and Stuart Weir in the UK. We'll be back next week and you can find the show online at planetsport.tv. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a 2K Plus international sports media production.